Hey kids, the program you're about to listen to contains some adult situations, adult language, themes, and other adult topics. If you're easily offended, this show's not for you. Casbo Rants. Holy shit, fuck, are you shitting me? No fucking way, you've lost your fucking mind. Sweet mother of Christ, what's wrong with you? No, fuck shit, son of a damn it. Get over it. Unfucking believable. Casba rants. Let's go. Hey, you crazy motherfuckers. Welcome back to another edition of Casba's Rant. I'm Casba, the part that rants. I'm Cole. Oh boy, do we have a kick ass show for you today? <laughs> I'll tell you why in just a minute. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so, this is season th- uh, fucking three, episode 78. And a uh, quick word from our show. <laughs> I, I, th- this will make way more sense in just a few minutes. Sorry. Let me compose myself. Give me one second. Grasp. <sighs> okay. So, um, season three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that. Episode 78. Uh, quick word out from our sponsors. First, shout out to ASN Lifestyle Magazine. Smart swingers read. What do they read? They read ASN Lifestyle Magazine. If you want to know everything that's going on in the swinger world as well as the adult entertainment and adult lifestyle world, Check out ASM Lifestyle Magazine. Also, we are super excited to t- now have uh, so one of our sponsors, Nightcaps, making your experiences safer for women all over in bars and parties and everything. As all part of Casba Inc. and Crazy Truth and Casba's Rants War on Date Rape Drugs. We're so excited to team up with Nightcaps. Check it out today. Check in the in the show notes. You will see uh, the link to get your uh, nightcap and Smutify. Yep, it's like all the fun of Facebook without all the bullshit rules. So check it out, Spotify. You'll in the show notes. You'll also see the way to get a hold of uh, and sign up for Spotify today. So before we start going, <laughs> uh, I got to tell you before we start doing the show because this 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 part has nothing to do with the show, but this is really funny. So our studio is obviously in our house, and our studio is my office is on one side of the house. And our studio is on the other side of the house. And in between here and there is uh, our bedroom. And um, uh, Miss Amanda from the famous uh, Crazy Truth is uh, currently having a play date. And it's really funny because I just found out that you can hear things way better in the... You can hear things way better in the studio. That's funny. That's fucking hot. Just saying. Okay. Anyways, onward up with the show. That has nothing to do with anything. Sorry. Just thought I'd fucking share. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, this week, what we are what we are talking about, besides my phone ringing when I don't want it to, par for the course, what we're talking about this week is really, well, here's the deal. We are in a lifestyle, which is obviously completely and totally um, about fringe activities. That's the easiest way to put it. You know, the, the adult alternative lifestyle is absolutely not mainstream. It never will be mainstream. If you look at the actual population, as well as they can tell, there's about 12 million swingers uh, in the overall population in the U.S. And they can't get a, a completely accurate number on that because of the fact that everybody, a lot of people won't admit that they're swingers when they do surveys, okay? And by swingers, we're talking the whole gauntlet, BDSM, nudists, uh you know, polyamory, all of it, okay? Like I always say, we're all one tree, just different branches. So 
we should, and the concept should be basic and easy to understand, of acceptance. We as people in this community understand that the rest of the world may not give us the acceptance of, of what we do. There are places out there that honestly, you know, have morality clauses that you can lose your fucking job. You can, you can, you know, it can work against you in court. It can work against you uh, in the community, family members, the whole nine yards. So we understand the basic concept that acceptance is, is, is rare and precious. And we talk about, you hear it all the fucking time on all the things we do. Oh my God, you know, it's so awesome to find people, like-minded people that think the same, like-minded people. So what does that actually mean? What that means is, is that you actually, we are all a community of people searching for dun, 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 fucking acceptance. So then, at this point in time, you're probably going, then what, what, what are we doing a rant about, Cole? What, what are you actually babbling about? This makes no sense. And you're actually right. That's the most honest statement you can say. This makes no sense. I shouldn't have to do a rant on this. Within this community, acceptance is one of the hardest things to come by. And in a whole group of ways. And honestly, it is a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. It drives me insane. Okay. Let's talk about it. let's let's I'm gonna hit a couple of high points and we'll come back and fill in more info on as we go. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about new people. Let's talk about the concept. What's something we hear people bitch about all the time? People go somewhere and it's clicky. Clicky is another way for people not getting accepted. Stay in your safe little groups, not letting somebody else in. I'm not talking about the people that are just because we knew we know each other, but when somebody else tries to come in and says, Hi, I'm new. They won't participate. They won't allow them in. They won't give them acceptance because they're new. Seriously? How about uh, the gay and lesbian community? How many, how many of you right now that are lifestylers, that have been in any length of time, how many of you can say that you know personally, personally, if you've been in any length of time, five gay or lesbian couples that are in the lifestyle? You're going to be hard-pressed to do it. Let's talk about transgender. Yeah, there's a hot button for the world. Let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, oh, let's even talk about the other branches. How many of you know true nudists? How many of you know true, um, you know, specific kinks? How many of you know, there's a million one things. We can go on, on and on and on and on and on. And the reason I bring this up is because the reality of the situation is lifestylers tend to be some of the most closed-minded motherfuckers known to man. It is amazing. It is astronomically amazing. It, 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 mind-numbing. You know, I understand the concept that there are when you are not familiar with something, when something is new, something is different, that when that happens, there's going to be a degree of uneasiness, awkwardness, if you will, whatever the case may be, however you want to call it. But there's a huge difference between being awkward, maybe uncomfortable, and being non-exclusive. Think about that for a minute. Think right now. Think about the last event you went to and maybe you saw somebody being excluded. It sucks. 
You know, here's what's really funny. Tonight, uh, I'm recording this. It's a Friday morning. And um, tonight, we are going to go to about four hours away to a meet and greet where actually we only know the host couple. That's all we know. The potential. The potential. The upside is we're going to meet a lot of great people. The potential is we could be shunned. I don't know. I'm not worried about it, but we could be. And I don't look like the traditional swinger. I promise you, we're going to walk into a room full of people, and honestly, ain't nobody going to look like I do. The odds of there being dudes there with long hair and painted nails all in black are pretty fucking slim. What would you do if you didn't know me and I walked into your group? Would Would I be accepted or would I not? Do you realize... At, we can honestly say at our at our parties and our events, uh, we've had multiple people that that uh, are cross dressers, dress in drag, uh, that have come and said that our events are the only lifestyle events where they feel comfortable to do that. What kind of a, what kind of a statement is that making? What kind of a statement is it making? Uh, we have a couple of uh, gay couples and a couple of lesbian couples in our in our uh, groups. And they're such cool people. And But all of them, every one of them, when I originally talked to them before they joined the group, were hesitant to join our group because of negative experiences in other lifestyle groups where other people in other lifestyle groups did not accept them. And to be perfectly honest, in fact, one, one couple, two gentlemen, they came to one of our crazy winter nights solely to prove to me that they would not be accepted. They thought I said they tried to do things to, to, to push about and make out in front of people like where other where where heterosexual couples were making out to see if it would get a response. And they were blown away by the fact that our group uh, was was the exact opposite of everything else they'd experienced. I take a lot of pride in that. That's, that's a huge compliment to all the members in our group. But this the worst the, the scarier reality of it is is that's not the norm across the country. Here's another thing of acceptance that I'll just throw out there. And, and this will kind of put it into perspective because being in the Midwest, uh, we have heard this. Minorities. Other minorities, African-American, Chinese-American, or Asian-American, uh, not feeling comfortable or welcome at events. It, it, it's, it's absolutely amazing when the roles are reversed how much you can your your eyes can be open to things. And I'm I'm gonna give you an example that happened to us not that long ago. And and I'm gonna give you this example, uh and, and in this case it's it's an example using race as as the, the defining factor. And that's just because that's the way it was. But I I think it will be a, a, an example that everybody can understand and really will highlight my point a little bit here. We were at a meet and greet. Bar was it was a nice enough bar, whatever the case may be. Uh, there was our group there early, which was, you know, predominantly white, predominantly middle-aged uh, age, you know, people. As the night went on, the regular crowd of the bar came in. And I got to tell you, the age of the bar, the, the average age in that bar dropped substantially. We went from fucking 40s and 50s to like 20s. They're, they're fucking young kids, not kids, I mean, young adults, Doing another one, going to the bar. This is their spot, having a good time, whatever. But the unique part of it for us was there was a, a, a direct shift 
the 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 folks, the primary market, the primary primary uh, customer that came in was twenty African American twenty somethings. Super nice people. Okay, let's let's put that right there. Everybody just typical bar kids, just having fun, and and bar kids is what it was. That's I only say they're kids because I'm old. Okay, you know, having fun, music thumping, it's all good. But it was really unique because all of a sudden, at fifty years old, uh, we were very much the minority. And although not a single person did a single thing to make us feel uncomfortable at all. Quite honestly, they could give two fucks that we were there. They were there partying with their friends and having a good time. Everybody was doing their own thing. So not a single negative thing happened, but it was weird. All of a sudden it's like, wow, I don't feel like I belong. Now whose fault, whose fault was that? It's not theirs. They didn't do anything. It's mine. Okay. Now a bar is a different situation where you're not just going to embrace whoever's randomly walking around. But it, it made me think, and it was really funny because Miss Amanda and I had a conversation on the way home of an understanding of how it must feel then to be an African-American couple, a gay, and lesbian, gay or lesbian couple, transgender, whatever, at one of our events or at any event where you walk in and you're the minority. You know what? Did people walk in when they're coming in and look over? Yeah, we stood out. Of course they did. The sad reality of it is, is that that can happen at a swinger event. And and honestly, it shouldn't happen anywhere in life. Okay, people are people, but it does. But oh my God, in an event, like a lifestyle event where we are there to find like-minded people, why then in turn do we take and put barriers? Why then do we put qualifiers and I'm sorry, that's exactly what it is when, when people are not accepting and not welcoming and not just being cool with each other. Bill and Ted had it right 30 years ago, just be excellent to each other. When people are not doing that, that's what you're doing. You're putting limits. You're like, we want to find open-minded people as long as. We want to find people that think like us as long as they look like us, as long as they have the same sexual preference as us, as long as they have the same experiences as us. You know what? There's the bullshit part of it. What a hypocritical bunch of crap. We talk about double standards in the lifestyle in the lifestyle continuously. This is another one of those double standards. We think in terms of double standards between men and women. But let me ask you, what is the difference between uh, uh, two women that are married and in a loving relationship and a man and a woman that are married and in a loving relationship that both are interested in being the lifestyle, both have their rules established, both have an understanding of, of, of what's going on, both want to partake in the lifestyle. What is the difference? Seriously, why should two men that are dating that love each other and care each other and want to be a part of the lifestyle and want to hook up with other men, obviously, uh, why should they not feel welcome? We have our pages all the time with people talking about guys that are bi, that are bi-curious, whatever, that, you know what, what a great opportunity experience to meet people, like-minded people, but why then would we shun them and shut them out? I'm asked, here, here's one of the questions, this is really funny, if you are a bi-curious or bisexual, male or female, why would you have a problem with 
a gay or lesbian couple. The level of bi is only okay as long as it's with another other heterosexual couple, so you can walk and go, yep, yep, it's all good. This is the shenanigans that God's honest truth uh, you, we have to address. If the, the lifestyle, look, we cannot continue to be this fucking hypocritical machine that rolls around here as we try to strive for uh, general acceptance. It's so funny. If you go to TikTok, there's a million people with swinger TikTok accounts because they're trying to make it mainstream. Everybody wants to make it mainstream, except we don't want to be accepting of all the other people. We want to make it mainstream and still exclude. We're supposed to be better than that. Now let's talk about transgender just for a moment. It uh, Look, I know there's a lot of opinions, emotions, and feelings on this issue. I get it. I understand it. And I don't claim to be an expert. And I, don't, I definitely don't claim to understand all of the points of views on either side. What I do know is, is that a person that is transgender, they are not an issue. They're not a hot button. They are not... A political, a political statement. They are a person. And they are a person first. And those of us in the lifestyle of all people should understand that concept. They are a person first. If you don't want to be judged... Because you're too tall, you're too short, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too old, you're too young, you're too what, too loud, too quiet, too whatever, then why do you think it's okay to judge someone based upon their experiences and, and in the transgender world when you have no understanding of their experience? Does that make any sense at all? How dare you be willing to be pissy about it? How dare you be willing to call out someone for something different in a lifestyle that you don't understand? Guess what? Your vanilla friends think you are a fucking freak. They think you are a fucking pervert. They think you are degenerate because your hobby is fucking other people. Do you understand that concept? And if you don't, get out of the lifestyle. That's how this works. I'm not, it, it, look, the same concept still applies. To be cool and respectful of other people does not mean that you have to have sex with them, does not mean you need to become their best friend, does not mean you have to interact with them at every moment in time. It just means you have to be respectful of them as a person, them as a couple, them as a person. I say that again because I want what I didn't say was them as gay and lesbian, them as a minority, them as transgender, them. As, no, fuck the labels. Take all that shit out. We're humans. We're people. That's who we are. That's what we are. If you have any single person in your life that you wish, you wish in the deep down your heart that you could tell what you do, what your weekends are really like, what your hobbies are, then God damn it, be willing to accept somebody else. Because you're not different. That is what makes the lifestyle special. That is what makes the, this whole thing a community. And for the love of fuck, let the lifestyle community be better than the regular world. 
Remember the whole concept, we give more money because we have a different level of trust. We're there to help people because there's a different level of trust. We're there to support each other better than the regular world because there's a different level of trust. Don't shoot all that, all of that goodwill, all of those positives are shot, are gone, demolished, destroyed, ended. When we, when we take and segregate, we hate, we, we take and, and make others feel uncomfortable that are different than us. Then at that point in time, all the good things we've done, it's, it's like a pile of golden hay and you set it on fire, boom, it's gone. When you go to the shitty extremes of leaving people out. Now, we all know that I always present both sides of this, okay? And, 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 and here's the other part of it. And hopefully you've listened all the way through. And hopefully you'll listen to this part. Because I always talk about how, we, how do you make yourself better? Okay, how do we actually fix it and make shit better? And this is the key part of it. This is that self-evaluation. The biggest way we make it better is we think. This is kind of going to sound funny coming from me. We use our brain before we use our mouth. What do I mean by that? What I mean is it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be curious. It's okay to not know or to, to want more information. How you ask it goes a long ways. Asking someone to go, you know, I've never met someone that's transgender before. I don't understand lots of it. Can you explain it to me? Or can, can you tell me your story? Not even it. They're, they can't explain. No one can explain it's transgender to you. They can only explain their story to you. And that's all that matters. Hey, I've never met uh, a gay couple. What's a, what, what, is your, what is the world like? Help me to understand. Help me become a better person. Help me grow. There's nothing wrong with striking a dialogue. You know what's so cool when you create a dialogue with somebody else that's different than you? Is that as your relationship grows and the dialogue, dialogue continues, it allows you to ask other questions and to learn more. It allows you to go, okay, this is going to sound really stupid. I've always heard this. Is this even true? But you can't do that until you've established a dialogue to understand that you're not, so they understand you're not trying to weaponize their words and you're not trying to hurt them and you understand that they're that they want to help you get better and learn it's the same shit we talk about in the difference between swinging and bdsm if we continue to just believe it's the meet and beat club and the fucking fuck anybody club nothing good will come out of it look i'm sorry there are questions because society has taught us all we know is stereotypes when we don't know and stupid shit that, that we have questions. We don't know. Okay. So wait a minute for two guys to have sex. Do you always have to do a doggy style? Think back to when you were a kid and you didn't know. Now we laugh at a question like that. Well, duh, there's porn, but of course not. What? But there was a time we didn't know. You can't be at fault for what you, for not knowing what you don't know, but how you ask those questions, how you establish that relationship Again, maybe before you stop, start peppering somebody with questions and all the reasons what if and why and how and whatever, get to know them as a person. Build rapport, build relationship. I was in sales. You know the last thing you ever do? You don't ever ask somebody for their name as soon as they walk on a car lot. You never do it. The reason why is because you haven't earned the right to do that. It's the same thing with somebody or people in general. Before I walk up and go, why did you want to transition? How about I get to know you first? 
How about I get to know you as a person? How about I earn that right? I earn your respect to get to ask those questions. And here's the thing. I strongly encourage this all the way across the board. I, You know what? I strongly encourage that if there is somebody that is in your group that uh, is a minority, for example, uh, reach out to them. A, number one, another chance to meet a really cool person. Start a dialogue. You know, we were very fortunate. One of our very good friends who passed away, uh, a black dude, and Ernie was, Ernie was the greatest. Him and I had lots of deep talks about his experiences in life and in the lifestyle. It was eye-opening. Fucking eye-opening. And I'm a better person because of it. I'm a better person. I'm a, a, I'm a better person because I got to know him. I got to meet Ernie. He was my friend. And then, and then he made me a better person because we got to be honest and have honest conversations. That's, that's fucking incredible. Now, the flip side of this. Ugh, I deal with this more in the Midwest. Maybe this is just a Midwest thing, but I don't think so. But it, we deal with it a lot in the Midwest. Folks. Now, this, this part of the rant, this part of the questions, this is going out to the people that are the minorities, the, the people that are unique or different or whatever, however you want to call it, the people that other people might have questions about, okay? And let's call it what it is. The people that other people don't have the same experiences and they're curious, Forgive us. Okay? Look, in any situation, when you walk into a situation, you can go into it either positive or negative ahead of time. Either one, either way. That's your prerogative. And how you go into that situation will absolutely unequivocally dictate how that conversation, how that meeting, how that dare I say, turn into confrontation goes. If you go in, if you go to an event looking for bear, going, what I mean by that, go, you're going looking for shit, you're looking for problems, you're looking for somebody to fucking treat you shitty, to be disrespectful to you, to be rude to you, you will find it. But let me help you out with this. Your attitude speaks volumes. If when someone comes up to you, if you're cold and standoffish or snotty or snippy, you know what? Uh, it is what it is. Okay? So the first part of this is a willingness to fucking go into things open-minded. And a willingness to understand that, you know what? People inherently are afraid of the things that they don't understand. It's not actually a personal attack against you. The person coming up that doesn't understand or is awkward or nervous or blurts out a stupid fucking question because you're transgender, and that's the easiest example to give, because you're transgender, the intent most of the time was not meant to be derogatory. They don't know how to respond. They don't, they're nervous. They're fucking Jojo the circus monkey. They're all like, ah, they don't know what the fuck to say. And they don't understand it. And so their, their initial Questions can come across snippy and, and snotty and derogatory. Meet that aggression with positive, polite responses. Now, I'm not saying sit there and if someone's being just a dick, just to totally let it go, or someone's making uh, uh, 
inappropriate uh, sexual orientation jokes or inappropriate racial comments or inappropriate you know hate speech. No, 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 no. There's a difference, and we all know what I'm talking about. Understand your audience. Folks, you come to the Midwest, here's the, here's the reality of the Midwest. And this is going to blow some of your minds. And I'm not saying using this as an excuse. There's ignorance has no excuse. Okay? So don't, don't, let's not get anything wrong here. But let me put this in perspective for you. In 1991, which is not that long ago, 30 years ago, I came to the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, a major institution. I met people, I met people my first week that lived on my floor in the dorms that God's honest truth were from, were from other parts of the state, very small communities that had never actually seen an African-American person other than on TV. Let that set in for just a second. Seriously, let that set in. When I graduated from high school in Omaha, there were a total of five African-American students in my school, in my high school. And I was in Omaha. And if you can look at a map, Omaha is not at almost a million people. It's not a, it's not a little fucking one, one horse town. And that's what people don't, don't, can't understand that. So take that in context for a second. Fast forward, it's 2022. Okay, and you're going, well, Jesus Christ, people need to get with the times. Yes, they do. And wherever you're from, how many, and this is for both non-transgender and for trans, how many transgender people do you know? How many gay or lesbian couples do you know? Hmm. Do you, do you get the point here? I'm not saying that it's okay to treat anybody different. I'm just saying when people are not familiar, it is not, it, it's like if you ask most vanillas, how many swingers do I know? They'd say nobody. Well, they might. Maybe they know more than they think. But think about this for a minute. Think about what the stereotypes have been through the years. And they were wrong. But this is, if, you, if the only experience you have with someone that's different with a different sexual orientation uh, than you is what you saw in a rerun of Jerry Springer, well, <laughs> and understand, folks, it's like a Midwestern thing, okay? In the Midwest, we're honest people. We were taught to be honest and straightforward. It doesn't mean we're derogatory when we go, we don't understand. How can two women be together? How can two men be together? It's a qu- We were taught to be honest and straightforward. We just didn't think on how we worded the question. The biggest point with the whole thing is this, simply. If we give each other a chance... To communicate, and we start, we break it down. This is just like fractions. You break it down to the most common denominator. Take everything else out of the equation, and when you when you meet a person for the first time, or you meet them online or wherever, we start with the fact that we have something in common. We're all people. They're a person. I'm a person. They have feelings. I have feelings. They have insecurities. I have insecurities. When you start with it broken down at the very base, the very simplest part of the equation, 
and then work from there. Great things can come out of it. The community can be stronger. It can be better. The people you will meet and relationships you will form will be incredible. But if we try to start up here with all the other crap in there first and trying to decode and figure out and all these other shit and cloud up the fact and we get past, we get all these titles titles and labels and all this shit versus just the concept of being a people, that's when misinterpretations happen. That's when misunderstandings happen. And that's when the bullshit happens. So my challenge to you is simply this. Today, tomorrow, every day, not just in your swinging life, but just in life in general. As you talk to people, new people, people you've known, break it down to the simplest form. Go back to Bill and Ted. Just be excellent to each other. Break it down to the simplest form. We are all people and treat everyone as a person and find the similarities that you have as a member of the human race as a person and build from there. You've heard me say it before. You'll hear me say it again. This fucking rant's over.